Boom. the After 30 Podcast. I'm your co-host Anise and today's episode is about burnout. In our 30s, burnout is not uncommon. We have enormous transitions that take place during this decade. Children, moving cities, getting partnered up for life, all the facets of our career, and the list goes on. Amidst all of this is the moving force of exhaustion. It's a slippery slope. Balance is a myth when we have full plates, and not having balance is a norm. Here to talk to us today about burnout is Martha Switzer, co-founder of Sprout, a wellness platform that establishes healthy lifestyle habits. After having experienced burnout firsthand and feeling that her previous company didn't prioritize employee well-being, Martha became inspired to create a solution and Sprout was born. Martha will walk us through signs of burnout, why it's such a huge deal in our 30s, and what we can do about it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here, Martha. Thanks, guys. Great to be here with you guys. We're so excited to talk about this topic. It's so relevant and it's so interesting, you know, now that everything is so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a funny topic because initially when we were coming up with the flow of our episodes, we had burnout. Like we knew this was a topic we wanted to talk about months ago, right? Like we were like, we had this earmarked for. I think it was April and then everything happened with COVID and we had just some other priorities that we wanted to pull in because it was such a different world. We wanted to try and support with content, but then we were thinking, you know what? This burnout is still damn relevant because it's just different. It's taken on a new form with what our life looks like now. And I feel like every person in my life is experiencing it in some form or another. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so interesting because even in your house, even in isolation, like you wouldn't think that you could experience yeah. burnout, but you can. Yeah, and so yeah, talk about it. Let's just ground it. And why is burnout burnout so relevant in our thirties? What's going on from your perspective and what you're seeing? Yeah, for sure. I think so pre thirties felt hard <laughs> um, in my mind, like you're when you're in your twenties and you're starting a new career and starting things that are new. I think at that point, you're just juggling your career. And then I had a relationship. So that felt full on. But really, I had no clue. Um, <laughs> I think for a lot of people, there's some key life changes during that period. So for myself, I got married. Um, I had moved to a new city with my husband. We got a new house. Um, I started you know, my own business. That's when I started Sprout. My husband yeah. changed his career. Uh, we had three kids in four years. Crazy. Craziness. So there's huge life changes in that. And then I also think now there's also so much more accessibility to technology than we had mm-hmm. before. So we're just mm-hmm. on all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that distinction mm-hmm. between life and, and work has slowly, you know, melded together because Absolutely. we're always on phones and we're always connected. Mm-hmm. So it, it all that together has been super crazy for people, I think in their 30s. Absolutely. It's a combination of sort of external forces that everybody at any age is, is going to be experiencing as technology has changed our lives. But then I think particularly for this decade, and like you're saying, after your 20s, it's common to be doing all those things. We're getting, you know, more like higher up in your career, the family, the house, like all these things that can be quite synonymous with 
the thirties and that decade. And the combo of those two things is just like a perfect nightmare for burnout. (laughs) And I think it's really interesting as well about the piece of how work melds into your life. It's almost like your life becomes your work and your work is your life simply because we're switched on all of the time. And that can be sort of the setting ground for burnout because we don't know where it begins and where it ends, like you said, which I find interesting because sometimes you think that, oh, I'm doing what I love, but doing what you're, what you love, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get tired. It doesn't mean that you won't burn out. It doesn't mean that you won't have too much of it. hundred percent. Yeah, totally agree. Well, I was just thinking, you know, like, even if you think about something like becoming irritable or, you know, being impatient or some things that kind of push you over the edge or you get pushed over the edge too quickly, you know, the irritability, what are some things that we can do? Like, what are some, how does one notice signs of burnout? Yeah. So I think, you know, whether you're trying to recognize the signs in yourself or for us, even with our employees, there are some key signals that you can look for. I think one, you nailed it. That first one, that irritability is, you know, a big one that people experience. I think a lot of the time people have a really hard time concentrating um, in what they're doing, and that could be a burnout. Okay. Um, Just that lack of satisfaction at work, like you're not happy to go in, you're just not motivated in the morning to go, another one Mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. And then I think the inability to complete tasks, like not being able to actually do your job, Mm -hmm. those are all red flags, I think, for yourself or if you're an employer and you're looking at your employees. I think for employers to a few other things that they could look for would be, are people just not showing up to the meetings or are they missing deadlines, just not doing their work and really trying to see if people's energy levels in general have changed. Like someone that was, you know, high energy and now they're not anymore. So I think it's really important. You look at any physical, the emotional or any of the behavioral changes would be a good way to see if yourself or your employees are burnt out. And it's really about watching each other. You kind of also have to keep an eye out for each other, if, especially if you're in any kind of team environment, mm. which you touched on it. But I think it, I would love to know a little bit more what you think about how to do this effectively and how to recognize uh, signs of burnout either in yourself or in your teammates while we're all at home. And if we are working from home or if we're working or if we're just seeing them less, cause that, yeah, I think that could be more difficult. Yeah. I think a lot of companies are trying to do um, video a lot, right? So yeah. the use of all those tools is definitely through the roof, whether it be Slack or zoom or teams or whatever the company's using. So we do feel like we are connecting um, a lot you know, with our employees anyway, like we're seeing a lot of people face to face. So we can kind Mm. of gauge people's energy levels and the output, right? In general, like, are they doing a lot? Are Mm -hmm. they online? Are they sending stuff? Are they engaged? Are they thinking about, you know, great ideas for us? That is harder for a lot of businesses that aren't as tech savvy, right? You think of all Mm -hmm. is that we were set up to work from home. Like everyone grabbed their laptops and we were off to the races, right? And if you think of the the big companies that have now announced the work from home as kind of a permanent thing, like the big tech companies, the Shopify's and the Google's and so on, right? They're enabled to do it. Yeah. Um, Businesses that can't, you know, trying to have more regular contact with employees, Mm -hmm. like lots of communication, 
so that mm-hmm. you could gauge, you know, are people feeling good? Are they they okay, given they have lots of stress and other things going on in their lives? You know, what I find so interesting about this, and you had touched on it before, is are people finishing their tasks? Um, Are they showing up to their meetings? How are they feeling? And then actually the work portion of like, so in leadership, you have this job of, you know, you're doing your job, but then you're also like paying attention. Like, are people meeting their deadlines? It's almost like you have to compartmentalize on like what is well-being versus what is work and creating that. It's almost like you need (laughs) a department for burnout. You know what I mean? It's because it's hard to do everything at the same time because then you yourself have to take care of yourself as well, you know? Yeah. And there's so much stress even now, right? As we've said, now this is all completely changed, flipped on its head with COVID. But now people are more stressed and so there's more chance for it. So I think employers have to preempt it. They have to communicate, like over communicate. Mm-hmm. What they're doing, especially the leaders, because leadership does drive change. So we know that when leaders show what they're doing and that, you know, maybe they're wake- making wellness a top priority, that will mm-hmm. help. And sharing examples of just what they're doing, right? To mm-hmm. manage their stress or their burnout. And Uh, you know, sending people reminders and things like that. So yeah, there's a lot companies can do. So what are some of those things? Like what are some of the things that companies are doing to recognize that wellness and wellness solutions are no longer a nice to have, but a necessary to have? Yeah. Great. uh, Great question. I think we've seen a huge shift in that, like that nice to have, you know, versus a need to have. Yeah. When we Mm. did Sprout years and years and years ago, was definitely a nice to have the conversations. People are like, wow, that's exactly what we need, but we don't really need it, right? Like it'd be, you know, a nicer thing to have. And that's definitely flipped on its head over the last couple of years where we started to see that companies really wanted to be able to attract really good talent out of universities and keep employees longer at the company and all these sorts of things, right? Wellness is becoming part of the overall company strategy. But fast forward a bit now with COVID, and as I just said, like these increased levels of stress for people and, you know, the blurring of the lines between the work from home, yeah, you know, having your professional and your private lives, everything blending together. Now you have way more visibility into people's personal lives and eager strain that they may be feeling. So these are definitely shifting to, okay, we need to do something. Like we need to have Mm. some sort of digital solutions for Mm -hmm. employees. So it's about digital solutions, but you know, is there also, because I think the big culprit of why people are feeling so much burnout right now and, and I'm feeling it, I'm an, I'm an independent consultant. And so I don't have a company to kind of help me with this, but I think what's so difficult right now is that we all have like, okay, not all of us, but time has been a really interesting problem (laughs) because especially if we have young kids at home for anybody who has young children and is trying to work from home, those two things cannot be done at the same time. So the end result is 
it's just, it's all piling on top of each other. So that's where burnout is just like, it's so easy to get to that. Right. And and then I'm thinking about, you know, like Anissa's situation. It's like, no, sure. She doesn't have young kids at home and she works for herself, but, um, there's no separation. There's no like, okay, I've started work and I've done work. And you know, that we've talked about it a lot where, you know, she's almost like working way more hours and into the evening because there's almost nothing else to do. So the burnout is just so much more intense that I think digital solutions from companies Companies is one thing, but, but like, what else is there something about, um, like, I'm hoping that companies are doing a good job right now at, at recognizing that, like, yeah, I guess I'm just wondering what are some of the things that in that regard that companies are doing? Yeah. Hmm. So you, you summarize that really well, because I think just during this whole pandemic too, like this burnout has accelerated because as you said, people they're operating without childcare. They're cooking, they're cleaning, they're trying to meet all their deadlines. They're attending all these Zoom meetings, like the list goes on, right? Whether people have kids or they don't have kids, that gap is definitely closing and their work life's blending into their home and they don't have the triggers. Like they have no triggers. Mm. So when you're at your office, you're like, I have a commute home. I have a train that I'm catching at six, right? Or I have an appointment. Yes or my son has a hockey game that I have to go to, right? Yeah. There's always something there. But then you hear yes. about all those things, like no one's doing activities. You don't have your tennis game or, you know, you don't have your run club that you're doing. So all that stuff's gone too. So how do people know when to stop? Right. Like Oh, right. So true. This, that is so, so true, Martha, because there's no like woven in breaks. There are, we, the breaks are not created. Normally we create the breaks for ourselves, but in this situation they cease to exist and it just fell upon us, you know? Yeah. So no I wonder yeah. if there's no, Hey, we're all going to stop now. And me and John are going to go and grab a coffee for 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if flexibility can play a part here in terms of like, in addition to digital solutions, I wonder if we can sort of imbibe inside of us, like just the notion of flexibility of just paying attention. Okay. There's a child crying in the background or, okay, she's eating while she's talking, whatever it is that might not be done in a normal situation. And I think like if we're using flexibility or just movement as a part of like how we are able to view each other, maybe that can sort of also increase or decrease burnout, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, there's some things that we do recommend some people, as I said, like a lot of people wouldn't have a digital solution, right, that they use or that their company uses. So employees can make sure, again, probably things you've heard, but have like a designated spot in your house. And like you go in there and you, it, there's natural light and that's your work set up. And you know, when you're there, you're working, but when you leave, you're not versus like just being on your couch or at mm -hmm. your kitchen table. And that's then good. it's just never ending. Mm -hmm. um, I like it obviously eating your meals away and things like that. But another thing we've been telling people is just have a virtual buddy for accountability. Oh, um, that's interesting. And, you know, have exercise scheduled into your work day. It's so, so true because I think like if we, at least if we know we're working 10 to 12 hours a day, if we at least break in time to be, to, or to make a phone call or to connect with somebody, it can contribute so much to our well-being, and we don't even know it. Just that small thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm curious too, because like, so we've talked about recognizing burnout. We've talked about 
um, a couple things that we can do once we do feel it coming on. The worst thing about burnout is when you really have just driven yourself so, so, so far over the edge. You know, these things that were tips that we're talking about are great, but they almost don't feel like enough. It's like you're too depleted. So what do we do there either for ourselves or in communication with our employer if that's our situation? Yeah, I think trying to educate people definitely on the signs, right? Yeah. So that would preempt these things, obviously. But sometimes you're right, people just hit a wall and they didn't even realize and it was building, 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 right? The good thing is, is that they'll be able to realize that or their employer can realize that for them and then put the actions into place to help them manage that and get better. So we, you know, through Sprout, we can link to different resources that can help people like EAP providers and things like that, right? It's a lot of time being able to have that accountability to someone else. So having someone that you could do something with, managing the time, so making sure that time management, that you don't end up in this place like mm-hmm. you were. So you're trying to juggle all these balls. Everyone is trying to do everything right, mm-hmm. whether it be with family and work. And it just can't work, right? Something has to give. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that time management for people is key mm-hmm. so that you know, like take breaks during the day, give yourself your own time, whether it's carving out exercise or just me time throughout the week, Right. That's yeah. going to be key for people's mental health and making sure that they have a good head when they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Another thing is just doing what you love. I think that's like, for me anyway, like making sure that you're doing something that you actually want to be doing in yeah. the first place mm-hmm. and having that realization, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's It's so good because then you're, that's it's just this positive ball that you can get going if you're doing things you love, whether it's a hobby or, or, you know, if you're finding things within your work that you really love, it just completely changes the dynamic. And I could see that. I could see that being a huge um, medicine for this. I think this is just such an interesting topic. I'm so happy that we're talking about this today because I I think what's happening in the world and what's been happening because of COVID it's forced us to, in many ways, take a pause. And I think burnout, it was, I think on one way it was really starting to become more normalized, which I think is quite good because I think if you used to say to your boss, I know this was my experience when before, when I was in corporate, if I used to say to my boss before that, you know, I was starting to feel really burnt out, it was just a little bit brushed off, right? Like it was just a little like, okay, well, you know, sort it out, like sort yourself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like everybody understands. Yeah. So I think this, this pandemic has shifted that a little bit. And I think for the good in the sense that burnout is real, (laughs) it's a, it's a real mental and physical reaction to your environment. And there's things that you need to do about it. And it's, it affects our health, you know, like flat out, those are the facts. Right. And I think that this pandemic, I, I just think it's, shifted certain companies and certain more organizations and certain people to hopefully see that a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think we've become very empathetic to our employees and all that they're juggling, right? Because we've gotten this window into all the other things that they are juggling where you wouldn't right. have really, you know, you maybe know that about some of your employees, but not all of them. Right. So there's this new appreciation. I think it's really going to help moving forward that companies have a bigger appreciation for flexibility. And I think that 
that's stress was a problem, a huge problem, like billions and billions of dollars every year, right, on absenteeism before this and mm. before the pandemic. Mm. And I think there was a survey that was done in April and it had reported that 50% of Canadians, their well-being was worse off and their physical well-being was worse off. So they, this companies now get it, right? And I think that's going to be huge in terms of the support that employees get coming out of this because there's just that realization and better understanding for what everyone's trying to accommodate. That's so encouraging. I 100% love that. And it's so encouraging. I 100% agree. I spoke to a friend of mine who has a young toddler in Ottawa, and I said to him, how are you doing? And he said, well, I'm okay, except I don't have any time for myself you know, and that's the most interesting thing that you were talking about is like, can you schedule in some me time? We don't even realize how our solitude is so important to us until we reach a moment like this, where then now everybody is experiencing it. So you can, you actually have that cross understanding along the hierarchy. And I think that that is a really huge a huge movement, you know? Yeah. And you're right. Some people don't have the luxury to go and get that me time, whether it be a single mom with her kids at home or all the different situations out there. And I think, you know, even for me, I have three kids and, you know, that's hard to get an exercise, but I put on a video and they all do it and I do Mm. it with, and it's not perfect and it's not the most relaxing, but I'm still moving my body and they're kind of having fun and entertained. So there's different yeah. can do but realizing that it's a whole different world out there for people so it's harder of course it's so true do you remember when i think there was an um, an italian minister who's breastfeeding her child while in parliament and how normalized it was for everybody to just be doing their own thing being mothers being whatever it is doing whatever it is that you need to do and still get your work done and be there be space for that And I think this is like also an interesting time to see that also take place and be embodied. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I think almost takes the stress off a bit. Like even for me, like my kids are in and out of calls all the time. And it's just kind of, you're Mm. more used to that now. Mm. Where before, like if you brought your kid to work, it was kind of like, okay, like that's right. It's people are... It's a bit weird, but now it's kind of normal to see people's kids or spouses in the background on the couch. Like it's, it's funny. And I think it's, that's going to really create this new expectation and um, it's going to be, you know, a great thing overall for people. You're kind of a trailblazer for that because you've done that before, haven't you? Like you did a whole accelerator program with your baby in arm, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that <laughs> that was quite the the eye opener. We got into an accelerator when we first launched the business with Nike down in Portland, and we didn't think in a million years we'd get in because there was 500 companies that applied to that. But really for us, we wanted to be able to integrate with all the Nike products because we plug into devices through Sprout. And we found out we got in, there was only 10 companies that got in and we were one of the companies and the only Canadian company. The only problem was I had an eight week old baby and I was like, oh, okay, we actually got in, like I have to go. So (laughs) I couldn't turn that down. So I just brought her, I strapped her in the baby Bjorn for three months. We had a hundred, I think 150 meetings, 200 meetings in the first couple weeks. And absolutely everything. And so I think it, you know, at the time it, 
it was all kind of a blur. It was my first baby as well. But I think what it taught me was that probably was less stressed to have her there versus me leaving her for the first time eight weeks old with someone I didn't know and being away from her and wanting to go home. I just brought her and I was, I was probably better off for it. So, yeah. What a trendsetter you are. That's just the way forward. You're like, yeah, that's the gold nugget right there. Isn't it? That it creates less stress when you, when you, when you are able to bring in all of the pieces of your life into your work, be your entire self and not have to compartmentalize your life. Oh, I'm at work now. Oh, I'm at, I am, you know, I'm the parent now. Oh, I'm the, like, you know, the partner now that it all is one life. So I kind of feel like that's one of the big themes that we've been talking about today. It's like, if I think there's a couple of things that if I were to walk away, what did I really learn from this? I think it's like, we got to watch each other. I think there's an element of like helping each other out that I've really pulled from what you've said, Martha. And it's like, watch your employees, watch your colleagues, watch your friends. Cause I think, you know, it's important for us to see those signs in ourselves and in each other. So there's a whole like awareness piece. Then I think Mm. the other part you're talking about is like to solve the burnout is really about being your full self, you know, like pull it, pull it all together. And then of course the other piece that you, we've definitely touched on today, but I think is so important. And I almost would love to go back to it for a hot minute is about the digital space and how much of a, how, how much of a part that plays in our lives and how, like you talked about how it's important for us to schedule, you know, our time when we're actually working. But I think it's so hard to get off our phones, get off TV, get off any kind of screen. And I, w- I would love to know a little bit more about what some of the things that you guys are, are recommending and what you're doing to try. What's your perspective there? You know, how do we like separate this, this reliance on our digital devices? Yeah, I think again, so the social connection for people is so big and we touched on that a bit, but even us, I think at the end of last year, we did a survey to sprout users, like people that were on our, our app and 88% of them said they always turn to their colleagues for support. So okay, that, you know, there is a big piece there, right? That social piece and being interact, you know, being able to interact with our colleagues. Now we're not on the office, right? So we're kind of, we're relying on that technology to connect it, yes, um, in some way, but we don't also want to be on a screen all the time, right? So mm-hmm. whether it's just doing challenges where you know in Sprout we do challenges where we encourage our employees to go out, get outside, do something outside, come back, post that, show us what you've gone off and done. You know whether it's nice. meetings while we're on the call versus you know sitting at our desks. I mean we're connected, but it gets you out, changes up your routine and, you know, allows you to step away from your desk for two seconds for sure. Yeah. What a beautiful, what a beautiful conversation. This is awesome. (laughs) I know I'm going to go take my next meeting for a walk for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be walking right now. Oh my gosh. Um, Martha, so like, what's one of your favorite things to do for yourself? I mean, okay. You mentioned that you, you work out is like, what's something else? Like, what are some, one of your favorite things to do for yourself when you notice you're getting burnt out, like on the cusp? Yeah. So alone time is big for me or me time. Um, so making sure that 
I actually do something for myself in the day because I am, so I said I'm a mom, I have three kids. So you're spending your whole time looking after other people. Um, so I think it's really important for me to make sure I have my own time in the day. So make mm-hmm. sure to carve that out in my calendar so it's in there like a meeting um, mm-hmm. throughout the week. So that's been really big. My husband and I also have a weekly meeting where we we grab coffee or we do something together and we just think about the week and what we want to do and, you know, what are we going to do for fun for ourselves? Nice. That doesn't include kids and just plan like fun stuff so that we have stuff to look forward to. And then exercise is really big. So getting out and running really helps me clear my mind and feel more energized. And when I come back to my desk, I feel better for doing it. So those are probably the key things for me. You're amazing. Awesome. You're amazing. (laughs) That's so great. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for telling us more about Sprout. Thanks so much having me guys i hope i get to come back uh, sometime soon so thank you yeah absolutely oh, yeah we'd love that we'd love that thanks so much everybody for listening see you next week see you next week guys take care of yourselves too <laughs> <laughs>